Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood. Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. This is episode number 33. Today is Friday, January 10th, 2014. First podcast episode of 2014. We're starting the year off with my guest today here in the studio with me at the Ski Lodge. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine who has a very big movie coming out in theaters today. It's called The Legend of Hercules, and his name is Kellen Lutz. What's up, Kellen? What's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me. Were you about to do a Hercules voice? <laughs> I was. I thought you were going to do the Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, no. See, I don't even associate. You're a whole different Eddie Hercules. Murphy. Come on. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You're a whole new Hercules. Um, so this is going to be fun. I'm glad we're doing this. It's like my own little version of Inside the Actor's Studio, uh, but with my friends. And we've actually been talking about doing this since the first episode yeah. because... Uh, you were one of the first people to tell me that you listened to the podcast. I think that first week yeah. it came out, the guest was Ben Savage. Yeah. I saw you out that night and you were like, I heard the podcast. I want to come on. So it worked out perfectly that it's this week. And I'm so proud of you for doing this. I love it. Well, I'm very proud of you for everything you're doing as well. I mean, uh, I was going to say that this is like the week of Kellen Lutz everywhere I looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm topless everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, topless, <laughs> but also, you know, on every talk yeah, show. Yeah. All the talk shows. It's been really fun. I've been really blessed to be able to just do what I love to do, and especially with Regis or Wendy. Um, yeah, well, Kelly Ripa. Today's show, Kelly Ripa and Michael yeah. dancing on that. You know, I just, uh, life's a high right now, and I'm really just experiencing it and taking it all in. I yeah. really am uh, blessed. Yeah. Grateful. This is a big high in, in the it life, in, in the life of Kellen Lutz. Um, but that's what's cool. It's like a series of highs and lows, but the high, when the highs are high, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so happy new year. Happy new year. 2014. Um, I just got back to LA. I was home in New Jersey with my family for two weeks, which was the best. Uh, it was my nephew Mason's fourth birthday. So I stayed for that and I got stuck in the snowstorm, which was called Hercules. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> what kind of, that was, what are the chances of that? More family time for you. Um, well, yeah, you know, I didn't I just, mind it, but just thinking ahead, but I, the, I care about you, but it was perfect that it was, uh, that it was named Hercules. It is, it is. And that, again, another god godsend. I know, right? They name storms <laughs> alphabetically and just so happened they're on H. And what better name than the week, Almighty Hercules? The week before the movie. I know. I've never yeah, seen it. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen cross promotion between weather and the movies before. <laughs> that was that was the first, uh, first bl- time. Blessed, man. If I anyone could do that, it would be, you, you could pull that off. Um, what'd you do for the holidays? You went home for Christmas, right? Uh, yeah, I went, well, one of the homes. I went to uh, Iowa. Pocahontas, Iowa. Okay. Spent time with my grandparents. I haven't been there for a while. I've been really busy. Yeah. We've ne- we'd never spent a Christmas there um, all together with the whole family, and it was a white Christmas. So I oh, played yeah. with my twin twin younger brothers, uh, Dave and Dan. We d- I love those kids. They're the Smash Bros. They're, <laughs> they're big, tough boys, and they're always down to play some tackle football. And so we played five hundred for a hundred dollars, and I just I miss those guys. Yeah. I, I grew up as their older brother. I'm seven years older. So being able to spend that quality time with them again really meant a lot to me. And then also being there with my grandparents, my uncle, and yeah. on the farm. You know, it's just simplicity. That's what being I able feel, to, too. Just take a step back and put the phone down and just lay out, see the stars. You know, it's just something that it's truly special to have that. Yeah, I agree. I felt that way, too. It was just like I could just hang out with my family. You, like, savor those moments because the life moves so fast that you just try to take it all in while it's happening. 
Yeah, time flies, especially in what we do in the industry. There's <laughs> not here. a normal calendar that you stick to. And, right. you know, people come and go. We actually had, I had one of my grandmas pass away a month ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's one of those things where, like, life happens and we're at that age now. I'm 28 now when, you know, grandparents start to pass away. Yeah. You really need to take the time and really spend spend the time with yeah them. and you can't stop it it's like nothing you can do can slow it down yeah you just keep yeah. we're all on this ride yeah. um but you we actually did the same thing on actual christmas day we both went with our families to see saving mr banks oh right yeah yeah <laughs> it was so funny because i wrote it on twitter and then i did you, you did that's uh, why i said that was funny yeah it was brilliant such yeah, a great movie such and a great movie mary poppins is one of my mother's favorite movies so it's great to treat her to a movie yeah um it was fun for the family it was a brilliant film yeah Tom Hanks. really I, good i really hope i get to work with him I'm sure you will. And Emma Thompson too, right? Oh, she's brilliant. Incredible. And Colin. Yeah, Yeah, Colin Farrell. The whole cast was great. It was also cool to learn like the backstory to that movie. Yeah. And and the way they tell it is like two movies at once. You learn about her life and the making of the movie simultaneously. Yeah. Very creative. But yeah, but we had a little back and forth on Twitter about that. Um, I thought it was funny. We both did the exact same thing that day. It was like home with the family. It's the perfect movie to go see. Um, and I also took my parents to see Wolf of Wall Street. I had seen it already. You took your parents to that. I wanted to see it again, and I wanted them to see it. And I was like, "This is the movie to see right now." And That's they, awesome. They, they're cool. They they're cool with all that stuff. So they like at least watching it. They can they can handle it. So they uh, they liked it. They were into it. So yeah. I saw it a second time. I haven't seen it. It's I so want to see it this weekend. It's mind blowingly good. Um, I loved it. So uh, and what about New Year's Eve? How was your New, New Year's Eve? Eve um, I got invited to Grenada Island in oh, the nice. Southern Caribbean, which I had no idea where it was. Um, it was through a friend of a friend, uh, Vula, and then also Michelle, Rodrigue, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. is friends with them. So it was a really great group of people and really relaxing. No photographers, no work, just strictly uh, so that was for fun. there to get away. Yeah. Nice. So we would jump off the waterfalls, you know, went snorkeling. They have this amazing snorkeling, scuba diving little exhibit under the water about 30 feet down. They have statues and then benches and they have like someone on a typewriter down there really so it's freaky as you're swimming when it's murky and then you like look down and you see people holding hands in a circle what are they doing there's a statue down there they're making like an underwater museum oh, to oh, bring oh, tourism oh, it's there. and it's really it's really it. these people just weren't moving it i was, was like just, what is the guy typing <laughs> yeah right oh that's interesting yeah it was really really cool and fascinating and it's a beautiful beautiful place like it's a it's a heaven and you know it's easy to get to so i really recommend it that's cool yeah i mean there's so much traveling involved with the movie business but a lot of times you're working so it's rare that it's a real vacation um that's really cool actually we did a we did a new year's together in i think when it turned 2009 in miami Remember that? <laughs> you Years actually ago. remember any of Miami? I, well, I just remember who was there, and I have a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah, pictures. the pictures. The pictures really helped. That was yeah. a that was a good time in life. Yeah, that was. It was actually. It was a month after Twilight came out, and we'll we'll get definitely get to Twilight. Okay. But it was a month after Twilight came out, and I remember I did this party for a few years at the Shore Club with Mark Birnbaum and Eugene Rem yeah, from New yeah, York. Yeah, I love those. And guys. so a few months before Twilight came out, I told them like which friends I wanted to like fly down and get put up and stuff. And I told them Kellen Lutz and Ashley Green. And I remember they didn't know who you guys were yet because it was before Twilight. So I'm like, just trust me, Twilight's coming out. And so we did it. And then the movie comes out and all of a sudden you guys are being asked to host parties, not just go to them. Like like, it all changed in like a month. It did. Thank you for that. I had a really fun trip. (laughs) Well, I had faith in you guys that you would be fun to have in Miami. Um, But yeah, but that was already 2008 to 2009. It's like six years, five, six years. I know. It really is. It's really nuts how fast it goes. Um, But that was fun. And we'll definitely get into Twilight uh, later. But uh, 
I wanted to give people a little backstory how I know you. I was thinking about it. I think we met, I don't know if this, if you remember this, but we met at an Oscar viewing party. Do you remember this? Years ago, this girl, Elvina, that I know had a party on yeah. Wilshire at her place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 2006. It was the year Crash won Best Picture. And we had mutual friends there, yeah. but we didn't reconnect till years later yeah. till like the Ryan Rotman crew, probably yeah, like 2007, Elvina, 2008. I still talk to her. She's doing yeah. her whole pod share thing, which yeah. is quite brilliant. Yeah, she's a smart girl. She I was is. actually a camp counselor on a program where she was a camper. That's how we know each other <laughs> at UCLA. Oh my God, Isn't that that's crazy? awesome. Yeah. Small world. I know. And so she came out here, and my counselor when I was a camper there was Jeff Wadlow, who just wrote and directed Jeff, Kick-Ass, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I love so, Jeff. So it's like the pay it forward. Everyone tries to help each other out when they move it's to good. LA. Yeah, I, but that, that, but that's the first time I remember meeting you. I think was 2006, and then years later, uh, Adam Franklin and I were throwing a party at Stone Rose on Wednesday nights, and uh, we did all these parties. We had, we did the Twilight Rap party, which we'll talk about. Um, we did a party for David Rappaport and Lindsey Kroger. We did Nikki yeah. Griffin's birthday and we had all these mutual friends and we would see each other yeah. every week. And then we became friends and I met a lot of people through you and vice versa. Yeah. So uh, that's already years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Time really You have flies. a good memory. Yeah. Well, I also wrote some notes down, but I do, <laughs> but I remember all this anyway. Um, and then I got a chance to direct you in a PSA also. I was thinking about today. It was for the Get Schooled Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and I asked like a, 12 of my friends who are actors, they had to like be in something that takes place in either high school or college because it was school related. And you guys all like turned out to do that for me one day. We shot it in Lance Bass's backyard. Yeah. yeah. And it came out really good. It ended up being on MTV during um, President Obama's town hall in like 2010. They aired it on MTV. So that was really neat. I don't but, think I ever saw that. Yeah, I think you did. I'll check I, it out. I emailed it to you. I'm yeah, but sure. I, I'll so send it to you again. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> but uh, it was just cool. And so, like, I was, you know, I got a chance to direct you in that and a bunch of our other friends and hopefully. You know, we'll translate that into film one day. But uh, you should. You have some good scripts. I know. We gotta make it. We gotta make one happen. <laughs> we will. It we takes will. a lot. People don't realize how much it takes to get a movie. It's not easy. Made. It's not easy, and you have to love it. You have to have a lot of patience yeah. and just stick to your guns. But that's the thing. It's worth it once it all happens. Yeah. You know. Um, so let's talk about this this week in your life and this movie that's coming out, and then we'll go back to the beginning of how you got started. Sure. But um, so let's talk about Hercules. So. Do you feel, did you feel in this last month, the media attention on you has been bigger than ever surrounding this movie? It seems like it, at least from the outside. Um, honestly, I, I'm not in the know with all that stuff. <laughs> really? I kind of just do my job and right. I love what I do as far as gossip goes. You know, there's been stuff about who I'm dating or who I'm photographed with. And, right. You know, it's, I, I just stay out of that. I don't, I don't look myself up online. Yeah, you um, I learned, you, I learned through the twilight days, those first six months when you know you learn about all the fandom right you know people start looking up i didn't know you could google yourself or anything like that (laughs) so you know it kind of eats away at you and i remember during the first movie you you kind of you you kind of lose yourself in the hype honestly Mm -hmm. and because you never have so many people praising you who don't know you right and it is an interesting thing it's very interesting and then when you get that one comment about you know, your hair or your, your butt or your, your, you aren't this character or you aren't who they thought you were. Um, it just destroys all the positiveness. So I'd rather just look, I love myself. I love who I am. I'm not perfect. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. No one's perfect. Well, <laughs> right. uh, so it's like, but I am secure in who I am and I live to be the best person that I can be and the best version of myself. So I don't need gratification from anyone especially for people who don't know me right you know people can judge you and 
you know, to each their own, but I'm not going to feed into that. If there's something I need to address, that's what I have a publicist for. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the press that I have with it, I guess I've seen <laughs> a multitude of opportunities with all these talk shows and yeah. with being Hercules in the face of this movie. Um, you know, that's the second part of the job. Right. You know, you shoot the movie, then you do the press for the movie. So for me, um, you know, I love it. I really do. And it's fun having so much, so much to say about this certain project right. because it's just so near and dear to my heart. There's there's so many tales in mythology that depict Hercules yeah. that you can just reference from. So I have a lot of creative freedom for my answers. I don't have to be stuck to, you know, Twilight book answers because right. there's books. So you have to stick to the books. Right. Um, like some projects. And for me, all the pre- I just I'm having such a great time. Like, well, honestly, it's a. I've never been as busy as I have been this last month. Right. Um, I've been traveling like a madman, especially one trip to New York for 24 hours then back home, then Miami for 24 hours and back home. Um, you know, a lot of these one day trips and full on schedule wise, but I just have so much adrenaline and appreciation for my life right now. And yeah. I just really, uh, you know, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I feel like there was an um, intense amount of attention on you during twilight, obviously, but this is different because that was an ensemble and this is you. You know, you look at the movie poster for Hercules and it's you up yeah, there. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's this, it's the same kind of attention, but it's it's even more narrowly focused just on Kellen Lutz, which is a cool thing, I think. Well, and I like people and I like talking. I like uh, having this sort of banter back and forth. And with the Twilight, uh, kind of, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had attention on me. People wanted to know my thoughts about other people. Right. In reference to Rob, Kristen, Taylor. <laughs> right. And for me, I just have an issue with talking about other people. It's like if you want to talk to them or get answers about them, right. just talk ask them. them. Right. I have no real place speaking on anyone's behalf. Right. So for me, there weren't really many questions concerning my role or my character because they were, you know, they're important yeah. for the franchise. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have played – I love Emmett. Yeah, you know, Emmett I, Cullen. he's Emmett Colin from Twilight. Um, he's he's in my heart forever. Yeah, and it, it's kind of a blessing because he kind of just like went under the radar as well. So, yeah. you know, I had the blast shooting five movies four years, and uh, I know it's amazing. It, it's just flo- it's that's another by. that's another thing. I can't believe the five movies one a year and they're done. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. But, but but so with Hercules, so talk about that for a second. So it's the legend of Hercules. Yeah. So it's, is it the origin story? Yeah, we uh, so. In mythology, there's a lot of tales. Um, there's no 100% truth to anything. Right. So it's a, it's kind of like a, a timeless telephone game. Right. Where even I, I've done tons of research throughout my youth and growing older. And, you know, there's the Getty Villa that had a big Hercules museum. Right. And exhibition. So, uh, and Rennie and I, we're just very knowledgeable about yeah, mythology. Rennie Harlan, the director. Rennie Harlan, yeah. Cliffhanger, Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2. Um, so for me... Um, you know, working on the script with Rennie, there's been many renditions of the script. And the one that we ended up shooting is my favorite. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's great to have creative freedom. Like, it really is to yeah. be able to make it your own. I didn't feel any pressure, even though, you know, I'm, I'm filling shoes of Arnold, Ryan Gosling, Kevin Sorbet, uh, Sorbo, <laughs> Sorbo, <laughs> Sorbo uh, uh, Tay Donovan was the voice, oh, right. um, Reeves. And for me, it's like, you know, no pressure at all. Much respect for all of them. Right. But this is my version. Right. This is our version. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was fun to put a lot of Kellen into him. But then also I've never created 
more of a backstory and relation to him with everyone before. And right. you know, it was a lot of work, but I, I really embraced it. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, I, I wanted to see it today. I'm going to probably go after this to check it out. Cool. Or, um, or Sunday, come come with me. Oh, are you going Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to see it oh, with nice. a bunch of friends. Of oh, yeah, I'll do that. Cool. But I'll probably, I'll probably see it again today, too, just to support the hey, box office. I it's, appreciate it. It's got to do well. Um, and so with Hercules, uh, you guys shot it in Bulgaria, right? So you went out there for yeah. once. I remember before you left, yeah. you were like, I'm not going to be back for a while. And you disappeared yeah. to Bulgaria. Yeah. Um, and so what was that like? Are you waking up in Bulgaria every day? Like, I can't believe I'm playing Hercules. Um, or does it? Do you finally get used to it, where it's just you're waking up and going to work? Well, I, I the, consider co- concerning the whole Hercules thing. Yeah, I never could fall asleep. I was just on <laughs> such a high. Right. I, it's a dream come true for me, growing up as a middle child, really creating this fantasy world outside in the woods. You know, I would just fantasize about some of these heroes that I grew up watching and. You know, I watched more animated shows, read more comic books than okay. I did any movies. Um, so for me, like Mowgli, Tarzan, He-Man, Thundercats, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yeah. Hercules, those were my like my my men. You yeah. Know? So for me, I'd cut out my cardboard sword and I'd go out and I'd fight my dog Rocky, who I'd always envisioned was the Nemean lion. <laughs> and for for that little boy's dream, you know, as kids grow older. They mature, you know, parents, like I felt like I had to grow older quicker because my parents separated and just being a middle child as well. I felt like I had to take care of myself. Right. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I had the attention. You know, my father moved to L.A. right away. My mother did the best she could, which was an amazing job. But sometimes there's holes and, you know, kids have to. They're, they're kind of forced to grow older and take care of themselves. And, you know, they have to put the toys away, which is sad because I just want to play for the rest of my life. I think that's what keeps you young. And and now to fall into, or, if, you know, it's a godsend, really. I was going to college for chemical engineering at Chapman University. I was right. out here in L.A. And, you know, I gave this whole extra, I became an extra as an actor just to check it out and, you know, see what all my other peers were doing because I had no education in acting. I... I didn't know that you could just become an actor. Mm-hmm. And I tried this ex- extra thing. My first thing, I believe, was on Summerland. And um, I loved it. You know, I was wearing board <laughs> shorts. There's free food. There's hot <laughs> girls in bikinis. Yeah. Um, you're getting paid. Right. And I really embraced the free education. You're working with crew people. So I would just try and help out with bringing sandbags for lighting or, you know, just listen to the director's um, while other people weren't embracing the free education. Well, yeah, you have to put your ego aside, I think, because you're not the star at that point. Well, some think they are, or they just sit there like being bored. It's like, if you have to be somewhere, (laughs) get something out of it. Right. So what I quickly learned was that if I loved the crappiest part of the job, right, then I'd be obsessed with the best part. Right. And a few months later, you know, I had an agent actually booked a recurring role on Summerlands. Oh, it's kind did. of funny being oh, on the other side. Nice. And I saw some extras who were back at it. I'm just like, guys, this be is- proactive. <laughs> right. Don't just sit there. Don't waste any minute. Right. And um, how long did you stay at Chapman University? Uh, I don't even think I. I don't even remember. I don't even think I took courses there. Oh, really? Uh, you came out it, here for that? I think it was. Yeah, I came out here full ride right. for chemical engineering and football. And I, I believe I did the summer courses right before. Right. 
Um, and then it just turned And then out. I had to choose. I was like, I don't know. You know what? It's, it's a bit foggy because I remember I was juggling school and uh, acting right. classes. And like I'd have to go to school and then I'd miss an audition or, you know, I'd miss an assignment for an audition. And so I couldn't juggle both of them. Yeah, it's hard. They would both fail. Right. So I had a big, big uh, kind of... Epiphany? No, uh, just disagreement with my mother. Oh, 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 oh. You know, my mother, her and I worked really hard for me to get where I was supposed to be as far as college goes with the full ride. And she helped me make my my resume blossom. And, um, you know, so... I, it was it was the toughest decision in my life to really follow my heart. Yeah, but you have to. But I'm but I'm I'm the most proud of it. Yeah, and it's really tough to see your mother cry because she was just she was fearful of the unknown, and I I tried to just um, you know uh, you know just just let her know that she raised me right and that I wasn't going to get lost. You know, I wasn't going to get into any scenes. And, right. Um, you know, and, and just show her that I'm going to do this. And she's like, well, will you have a plan B for me? And that was another thing to tell her to her face, no. Well, that's, yeah, that's one thing I always tell people. I'm like, if you have a plan B, you're going to fall back on it. Exactly. So don't give yourself a plan B. Exactly. Just so, go for it. So I went for it. And, you know, it it was tough for her. And, again, a lot of times, I I mean, I was taking furniture off the street, you know, just finding stuff and, you know, eating at McDonald's. I remember my budget was like $2.50, so I'd always go to McDonald's. That's crazy. And then I'd go to Santa Monica College to still keep my education going, just not to have a plan B, but I love school. I love learning. Right. And then um, then it just, uh, you know, I just had a lot of faith. You build a lot of character that way. You do. You learn a (laughs) lot about yourself. Yeah. You really do. And it's tough to move out here. I don't think people realize they think it's very easy and everyone's an overnight success, but none of that's true. You got to want it. You got to do it for the right reasons. Yeah, Look, I'm not, I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for the fame. You know, Twilight, um, you know, made a name for myself, but, I, you know, I'd, I'd be happy just doing what I found and I unlocked this passion in my heart and I really love doing action movies. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's where I really want to take my career and I just, I, I love this industry and I really, you know, really want to do it for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I think you will, and I think your mom can look back and be proud of yeah, that now decision. She's, now she's definitely... Uh, now she's happy. Yeah, she's... Well, she was She was, She was. was just always caring for her son. Yeah, you know, well, that's so the much thing. love for me and yeah. prayers every night. And, you know, as soon as I got the Lisa Kudrow show... Yeah, the, I want to talk to you about that. She, uh, she loves Lisa Kudrow for <laughs> friends. And yeah. She, she's like... Well, okay, he's doing he's he's doing good stuff, you yeah. know, and uh, and also with the Disney Stick It movie, you know, working with Jeff Bridges and right, uh, Mr. Peregrine, and you know, she's like Disney, he's in a Disney movie, right? Like, so she started slowly starts seeing it happening. Yeah, I think that's true. The parents just want their children to be happy and healthy, and they don't want yeah. to see them struggle. But part of this business, there's a little bit of struggle to get to where you have to get. Hey, I, I think it's really important to see the struggle. Yeah, so you know, you know. I think it really kicks your butt to yeah. to do something. I wouldn't want to be someone who, you know, lives an enabled life that they just don't really push themselves yeah. to do it. Well, we talk about that a lot on here. I, I, probably something that every guest has in common is that, you know, they started from the bottom, very humble beginnings. And, you know, people would be surprised to look back at everyone's success now and, and imagine that they were, you know, struggling to pay the rent or taking odd jobs or doing whatever, you know, yeah. to make ends meet. 
Because when you see it now, it all looks very glamorous. But, you know, it takes a while to get there. Um, so you mentioned the comeback because that's the first time I ever saw you, I think, was in the comeback. Yeah, I, I think saw you so. on screen. And yeah. so 2005, I love that show. I never missed an episode. It was almost too smart for its own Yeah, game. it was a little before its time. <laughs> it was before it really its time. Was. It's like one of the only shows on HBO not to get a second season. And yeah. I was so bummed about yeah. that. Um, and so I think it was, uh, let's see, it was Lisa Kudrow, like you said. She played, now let me try to explain it to people who haven't seen it. She played <laughs> a f- former sitcom star who gets a comeback to be on a sitcom. And there's also a reality show within the show following her comeback. <laughs> but what we're seeing is the unedited raw footage of the reality show of the comeback on a sitcom. That's it's pretty brilliant. much it. It's brilliant. I mean, it's a brilliant, Michael Patrick King yeah, and all Sex those guys over there. Yes, yeah. it was just Brilliant. It was the funniest just like show. Just a year or two before it's time. I think and so, Lisa too. killed it. Working with her uh, and Marlon Ackerman and yeah. uh, Jason Olive and Kim Williams, you know, just... I wish there could be a comeback for the comeback. I bet there could. There that, could be. That would be crazy. I mean, it, that would be amazing. <laughs> Valerie Cherish was her character. Valerie Cherish. Um, so I don't want to see that. Oh, my God. That was her catchphrase. I don't want to yeah, see that. And yeah. she practices it so oh many times. Oh, my God. But she, she's brilliant. Yeah, if people haven't seen the comeback, watch it because it is the funniest show. I've talked about it for years. When I hear that someone else was a fan of it, yeah. um, I, it's an instant connection. I'm like, oh, if you get the comeback, you know what you're talking about. I get more people bringing that up. <laughs> really? Like second, that's second to, to Twilight. Twilight. Right. Yeah. And it'll soon be third to Hercules, probably. Um, but on, so on the show, she, she so Lisa Kudrow used to be a sitcom star within the show, and she was like the hot young star. And now she comes back, and she's <laughs> she's the landlord, like on Three's Company. And the yeah. show that you guys are on is called Room and Board, B O R E D. And she's your landlord, and there's like four models living in the apartment, and you're one of them. And yeah. Malin Ackerman, like you said, and Malin ended up becoming a big star too yeah from that yeah. I, was she naked in every episode or quite often i wish that i think she was that, that would have been uh, she, was, she was naked quite often it was i ridiculous. didn't mind playing her love interest <laughs> I, I mean she's a sweet girl it but was no, she, uh, she's awesome i just ran into her uh, a couple weeks ago yeah she's doing know. great yeah she's amazing so happy for her yeah man. um but yeah that show was just so inside but at least it, it sort of catapulted you guys a little bit but if something good came out of it it was yeah. that yeah um and it was emmy nominated too it was like critically acclaimed that must have felt good mm-hmm <laughs> So you must have felt like you were on the right track. And then you mentioned Stick It with Jeff Bridges. So what was? how did that work? Was Were you just auditioning at this point? Did you have an agent? Uh, buddy, I had no idea what I was doing really? at all. I was just being me. So with the comeback, I, you know, I, you learn so much. I wish someone handed me a book of, look, this is what you do. Well, there is no book. Do. That's the thing. Yeah, but there, there I mean, for me, <laughs> you learn bit. quite a bit. Like auditioning. I've learned not to bring my sides in there, to be off book. Because right. this... Reading it's off, distracting. You're like looking at paper, it. Yeah, right. reading off the paper. You aren't being organic. Right. And to make it your own. And, right. You know, I've gone through so many transitions in my life as an actor. Um, and for me, look, I'm no Leonardo DiCaprio. That man is brilliant. But he's also um, been doing it since he's a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's he's a genius. I uh, really look up to him. Been a huge fan I hope of I would love to see him win an Oscar for Wolf Wall yeah. Street. Wait uh, I, mean, I, I want to see the movie and then Trust I'll me. say the exact same thing. Trust but for me, me you yeah. know, the personal journey, Yes. I don't I don't care to beat anyone. I just want to beat myself continuously. Right. So it's like in my swimming days, I just want to beat my previous time. And that's when you know you're on the right path. Right. So for me... Looking back from day one on Bolden the Beautiful, my couple episodes. Oh, did or, you do that? I never oh, yeah, that. I did two episodes on that, and you know, seeing where I've I've gotten to, this is that's success. That's my personal journey, right? And I am prouder than proud to be where I am today. To 
be the lead of a Hercules movie. You know, it just means that you are doing stuff right and you are following your dreams and your dreams will come true. And for me, um, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing with Stick It and Come Back. <laughs> I was that kid growing up. I just lived life to the fullest. I was a risk taker, right. fearless, um, just loved life. And that showed through my audition, my, my audition for the comeback. <laughs> I, I had a call back. I was just, my hair was all froey. I was just like throwing stuff everywhere, walking in there. Like I owned the place, not in like a, an egotistical way, but just like a puppy. Right. And I did not know that Lisa Kudrow was in my second audition because I was just so like, Hey, what's up guys? Oh, you know, so like, funny. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And you know, and I left and I remember my agent, Ryan Daly, who uh, is my manager now. Yeah, I know Ryan. One of my best friends, been with him since the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, he called me up and they're like, they loved you. You weren't nervous because Lisa was there? And I'm like, Lisa who? <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. Like, Lisa Kudrow. I'm like, what? She was in there? It was just so, I was just so oblivious. I don't know. I didn't, oh, I love that. Uh, it, was, it was funny. And then But sometimes it. I think that's part of it. The obliviousness <laughs> I is, think so. is how people yeah. get jobs. I always tell When you my, don't think too much about it. Well, I don't put pressure on me, but, uh, you know, like sometimes your team's like, all right, now this cast director is really iffy. Like you really have to be spot on. And <laughs> right. I'm like, why are you telling me this stuff? Right. Like it, there's no point to right. tell me anything that can deter me from doing my best. Right. And then stick it. I grew up doing BMX. So I played a BMXer in that movie. And Where'd you grow up by the way? You, you uh, well, I was born in North Dakota yeah. uh, after my parents separated, moved to, uh, it's kind of a black a lot <laughs> block a lot of it, it, it Kansas City, together. then Iowa, wow. then Denver, Colorado, then Arizona. And then from Arizona, grew up most of my life there. And then uh, came out to LA. Wow. That's it. So you've been everywhere. <laughs> Not really. I feel like a lot of places. Uh, you know, nowhere too crazy. Denver, yeah. Denver, I love. Yeah. Arizona's great too. Yeah. North Dakota's great. Iowa's great. They're all great. Yeah. They're all great. Um, so yeah. So then, um, so was that crazy working with Jeff Bridges? Because he that was the stick. It's about gymnastics, and Jeff oh, Bridges yeah. is like I mean, the gymnast. He's the dude. Yeah. I mean, come on, that was the Surreal. end all be all for me. Yeah. He was such a cool guy back then, and you know, for, for someone like myself who had, was just like loving life, um, he was so much fun to work with. Yeah, that's Missy, someone you can Missy learn Peregrine a lot. Missy Peregrine was beautiful. I mean, that was kind of like my first time being like, ah, you know, just working with a beautiful actress, right. like. Man, you get a crush. This job's gotta suck for yeah. relationships. You're working <laughs> right. with beautiful people, and, right? You know, Missy. Uh, you know, and then she dates Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm like, well, I have no chance. <laughs> I gotta be a quarterback or something, right? Like that. But right. Uh, no, she was. Uh, she's really fun to work with. Yeah, that's and, gotta be tricky though to have like a love scene with a girl that you're not in a relationship with, but you're cast because of the chemistry. Like I've always seen in auditions, like on movies I've yeah. worked on, people with good chemistry are maybe going to end up together in real life. It happens, it happens a lot. quite a bit. Yeah. We didn't have any, she wasn't my love interest. In right, movie, right, right, right. But, but in general. Yeah, in general, yeah, it happens quite a bit. Yeah. And so your next movie after Stick It was a movie called Accepted, directed yeah. by Steve Pink, yeah. another comedy, 2006, yeah. that starred uh, Jonah Hill, speaking yeah. of Wolf of Wall Street, Justin and Long. Justin Long. And it's Blake about Blake Lively. Yeah. Oh, right. Blake Lively was the yeah. girl. And it's a bunch of high school kids who, they don't get into college, so they create their own college, basically. Yep. Um, and you played Dwayne, who was this frat boy jock. I remember you in that movie. And so did you feel at the time you were starting to get cast in that role? That sort of became a thing that you were. No, you know, uh, that one was a curveball. Really? Honestly. Um, my good friend, Brendan Miller, had this audition. <laughs> and he, him and I knew each other. We worked at, we worked at Abercrombie and we kind of looked alike. We always got that, that we could be brothers. Okay. <laughs> and um, 
he had this audition for the movie and they were looking for twins, these twin skaters. <laughs> he calls me up. He's like, yo, bro, uh, I have this audition. We just come with me to it. You know, we can book this movie. And I'm like, yeah, man, cool. So we end up going and audition for Steve and uh, Tom Shadiak and, uh, you know, they loved it. We were just goofballs, <laughs> obviously, like right. Brendan and I together. We just love life too much. And, uh, you know, we booked this movie and we got to work on this set. And it was hilarious because at times, you know, they they thought we were too good looking. You know, they called us Abercrombie boys. And That's that, a compliment. They didn't want us, they didn't, they didn't want us, to, uh, you know, looking so pretty. So they're like, you know, uh, I don't know if I can say it. I guess I can say it. You can say it. They really encouraged us to get drunk in a way. Okay. They're like, because it was a big party movie. They're like, hey, guys, <laughs> we aren't telling you to, but if you want to, like, Show really be work. Lucy, uh, <laughs> right. by all means, go at it. So we had a really great time. I mean, obviously, we didn't get drunk or anything like that. Well, but it's a frat party scene. Yeah, it's so a frat it's, party. It's appropriate. So we had fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, working with Jonah, Jonah's was hilarious on that movie. Um, Blake, beautiful. Yeah, uh, Justin, really cool guy. That was you know, a fun movie. Yeah, it was really, it was a really great. Uh, you know, we didn't have much to do on right. that one. We were kind of just in our trailer most of the time. But, but again, um, you're exposed to all of that, yeah, exposed, and you're learning. And, and for me, yes, I learned a lot from. You know, Justin was the only one who I really, really knew. Right from, uh, I think, Lovebug Kirby. What's yeah, he was, I think he was in Herbie, but he was in other stuff. Yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Right? But uh, I'm trying know, to remember. I didn't watch much right. growing up. <laughs> right, and, right, right. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun one. And I feel like I also think you're good at comedy. I think there's something there because, you know, you have to be self-deprecating. I'm just funny to look at. So no. that's, that's what works for me, man. <laughs> right. You know? um, um, yeah, no, I love comedy and I really love dramas and, you know, still looking for my 500 days of summer. I or, know. I would love um, to see that. For, yeah. Some, <clears throat> I, I want to get something like that. Would you do romantic comedy? Yeah. Well, I did Love Wedding Marriage. Oh, yes. You know, that was yeah, a ro- that's right. That's right. Rom-com. Yeah. And but, you know, I just love action movies. Yeah. I really, I But I think love, it's cool to mix it up. You know, you do an is. action movie for months out in Bulgaria yeah. and then to come back and maybe do like a funny, sweet movie yeah. just to sort of. Well, I love, that's, that's why I really look up to Matt Damon. I really do. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a stand up man. He mixes it up. Yeah. He's a great family man. And uh, he he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. Really been a huge fan of his. Yeah, me too. Um, 2008, you did a movie called Prom Night. Yeah. Now that was an awesome cast. We actually, I mentioned David Rappaport and Lindsay Kroger. They cast that. Yeah. And that cast is Scott Porter, who's been a guest on the podcast. Also, Brittany Snow, Jessica Stroop, Kelly Blatt. It's just an awesome, young, cool cast. And it was a hard Jonathan movie. Sheck. Oh, he Jonathan Sheck. Uh, he's, he's, he's the bad guy. All the, oh, he's always the bad guy. And he's in Hercules, too, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the bad guy in Hercules. So you guys got to work together again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was the really bad guy in Prom Night, too. Yeah. Um, was that your first horror movie that you did? Or no. <laughs> okay, so I, I feel like every actor has their... They're one that they wish they didn't do. Okay, tell me, um, tell me what that was. I, no, well, I'm <laughs> not for any reasons initially going into it, but yeah. there was one movie. It was called Ghost to Goldfield, where I took this movie on because I would it'd be my first lead. It's a small budget. Might as well do a horror movie. You know, right. it's like the one I got um, to be the lead of just to try try it and uh, more of just like a practice right. practice round. So I sign everything. We go to like some really. We go to the hotel that was supposedly haunted by this ghost. And, you know, it's it's like just middle of nowhere, Nevada. And, uh, you know, our Marnette Patterson was a oh, female yeah. lead. I know who that is. And stuff like on set, like for some reason, the director kept on falling asleep. We had this one scene where we had to make out. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the first time. I Bless Marnette. You know, Marnie, she... Uh, 
we had this makeout scene, right? And I have, I usually like whenever something is a first for me, I played off like it wasn't. Right. And with her, she's like, uh, we had this kissing scene, and she, uh, she's like, do you mind if we practice beforehand? I'm like, oh no, of course I'd not. Love to. I'd love to make out with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure, sure. If, if that will help you, I was like, hell yeah. Right. So, um, so we practice, and I was like. This is awesome. Where do you practice in the trailer? No, we, oh. we just around the corner. So then we end up doing the scene, and um, you know, and our director fell asleep at the chair. So we're making <laughs> out for like five minutes, and I'm not complaining. But then we like look, and he's just snoring. Away. He's not yelling cut. Uh, no. So then after that, the producer became the director, and then that producer. <laughs> oh, the director the got. For yeah. falling asleep, he got fired. Well, there's other yeah. things. I mean, but that's then, a pretty bad thing to do. Yeah, and then uh, the new director rewrote the whole script. So now I wasn't the lead. Oh, so no. Now the reason why I did the movie wasn't the reason why I'm there. Um, just stuff changed. But you and still I was get like, to make out with Barnett? Uh I try, I try. I try to put that in there again, <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so that one, and then it comes. You know, it was a great experience. Really great working with those guys, but. Initially, when you have one vision and then it changes. Right. Exactly. Um, it's hard. It's hard yeah. for the actor, too, because you lose control after you shoot. It goes to editing. And yeah, then, exactly. There's yeah. so many pieces to the puzzle that if one doesn't fit right, right. then it can all go to shame. Um, I did another one called The Tribe, which took me to Costa Rica. Oh, that was with Nikki Griffin, right? That's yeah, how you Nikki guys know Griffin, each other. Yes, okay. yes. And Justin Baldoni right. and Jewel State. Um, that one I really loved. I, I love to travel. So anywhere that takes me, especially to an exotic Coast place Rica, like that, yeah. which was amazing. And, um, you know, it didn't, you know, it wasn't anything special, but for me, uh, you know, I, I look for experiences. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't understand, like, again, like there's amazing actors out there go to school and who have done their diligence right. and hats off to like them. Juilliard or who they, yeah, who they knew. I mean, they, they there's brilliant actors. And again, like I, I just want to better myself and work with these people. Um, but I'm in no need to win an award in, in anything well, like that. that sometimes it happens though. It's a byproduct well, of it. Yeah. It's a byproduct. But it shouldn't be the goal, but yeah. it's not for me. It's, I have other things that are more, um, if it happens amazing, Yeah, but it's nothing that I like necessarily strive for. It's not something that, you know, is, is, um, the goal. Yeah. yeah. A well, goal for me. The, a lot of my friends who are actors have in common that they do it really for the acting, not for the fame. But yeah. the, the thing is the fame is a byproduct of success. And so the success means you're good at what you're doing. So it's kind of, it all kind of rolls together, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you don't need the awards, but it doesn't hurt to get awards. And I, I just, uh, I don't know. I've but just, it's not about that. It's not, but I've always had a, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. Like it's, it's, one of the only professions that we get awarded for the stuff that we do I know. On, on a public level. But like, I even think that way about movie reviews. Like when people write on Twitter or something like they didn't like a movie, I'm always like, that's kind of, they don't really maybe understand everything that went into it and how many no. people work so hard. It's the only thing where everybody's a critic. Movies, all of a yeah. sudden, everyone has an opinion, you know, and they voice it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Even if a movie maybe doesn't do that well or doesn't win awards or doesn't do well at the box yeah. office, it's still for the people involved in experience. And so, like, I'll look at movies that I've worked on and I'll watch the movie qu sort of with two brains. Like, half my brain is watching it for the, the story and the other half is remembering, like, wh who I had lunch with that day. Yeah. It's almost like a video diary. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that that so, is pretty weird because, you know, even with our Hercules movie, yeah. you know what? Um, we shot about three hours worth. I mean, we shot 
tons of film. Right. Um, and I saw the movie as going to be a three-hour movie. Yeah. You know, now it's an hour and a half. So oh, you have really? to cut a lot of stuff out. Wow. So for me, you know, I, I, um, it's really fast-paced. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, quick adventure. So you aren't ever going to, you know, have time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Um, but there were some scenes that I was really looking forward to seeing in the movie, some that I really worked on really hard, um, as I did with every scene. Yeah. Um, that end up getting cut. Yeah, it's not there. And you're like, dang, really? Like, really looking forward to it. Right. Um, and stuff just like pieces stuff together. But um, but as you said, yeah, uh, for me, I, I I love a good crappy horror movie, you know. So <laughs> right. I love watching all these screeners and and all the movies out there. American Hustle, you know, I can't wait to watch Wall Street, Gravity, yeah. yeah. Um, and because you also August, appreciate Nebraska. everything that goes into it. Yeah. Well, and they're brilliant. They yeah. really are. I think are, you're like Nebraska. Like, actually, yeah, I I, I appreciate it. good film, but I also am a sucker for some terrible films. Yeah. And, and that's just you know. I, but I mean, it's all entertainment. It's, it's entertainment. All for fun. And if, yeah. if you can remember, look. Yes, it's my profession. Um, yes, it's my career. But I also, you know, am an entertainer. And yeah. that is a goal of mine as well, to right. entertain. Right. And that's the main thing. And I also always think, you know, everyone made the best project they could possibly make with what they were given. So budget, cast, what you're seeing is the best possible version that they those people could exactly. turn out. So, you know, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I'll mention a couple other projects. You give me your memories of them. So in 2008, you did Generation Kill on yes. HBO. My boys. I've never, I never went and had a frat right. in, in college. So these guys, to this day, thanks, Liv, uh, to this day, uh, we still get together, man. Yeah. Like it was being in Africa, I aged five years <laughs> just as far as like culturally diving into the world and understanding how it works. And, right. Um, I mean, I got into so much trouble there. <laughs> really? I mean, we were shooting in, in the grind in Mozambique, Namibia, uh, wow. Cape Town, Joburg. And when there's like 30 men <laughs> right. from around the world. In their 20s. In their 20s. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that we all lived. <laughs> um, that, I mean, we'd get arrested and then like pay really? our way out or like. That's scary you know, in a foreign country I mean, to get arrested. We did, we, uh, we did not care. For <laughs> right. whatever reason, we were just ignorant, but we we didn't act like we owned the place, but... You got very comfortable. Yeah, I, I mean, we were just having... We're playing Marine, so it kind of goes right. to your head. You, yeah. you go through boot camp. Um, well, it was based on a true story. Based on a true story. Baghdad 2003 yeah. and a Rolling Stone reporter following yeah, you guys yeah. around. Yeah, and you kind of lose your mind as well. My brother's in the army so it was great to relate to him and then jason Lilly, who i played lives yeah, that's in san character. diego right it's a real school. person <clears throat> real person so <clears throat> for me it was like an honor just to you know talk with him and get his insight uh, really cool dude and probably one of my favorite projects i've ever done it's a great it's, project. A, it's a kid's dream to shoot guns while driving a humvee and just right messing around that's playing awesome hero. yeah and hbo is a Obviously a great place for you. Yeah. Um, our mutual friend, Sean Brosnan, was in that movie yeah. as well. I remember yeah. I walked into his place when he moved into a new place, and he had the Generation Kill poster up. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. You and Kellen were both in that movie. That kid is the best liar I've ever met. He, the <laughs> whole time, he had me convinced he was Citizen Cope. And he would sing, and I love his music. And no So like, he would sing the songs on his guitar, singing. I'm like, man, you're good. You're good. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He convinced you that he was him. Yeah, <laughs> he's I was, actually. I worked with his dad. His dad's Pierce Brosnan, and I worked with his dad on a movie called After the Sunset when I was Brett Ratner's yeah, assistant. Yeah, yeah. So I that's how that. I met Sean through Pierce. Mm. Um, he's just a great kid, talented actor, filmmaker. He, oh, he's awesome. He's, he's just, great. <laughs> a nice guy too. Yeah, 
him, Owen, and I, and Sid Money, we and Ray Valentine, uh, we got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it was good. It was a good was cast. Good. Alexander Skarsgård was in it yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So if people haven't seen that, check out Generation Kill. And then, so another TV project, you were on 90210 when it came back. You played George, the lacrosse player, on the pilot and a bunch of episodes when, yeah. of 90210, which is kind of, I feel like, when it first came back, it was this huge deal because it was the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. And it got a lot of attention. I remember a lot of magazine spreads. I started seeing you like That's why the That's over. the reason why you do some stuff, when you yeah. know it's going to be a, attention. You know, a hit. Yeah. You had Twilight, and then you mix that in with... Well, 90210 came out first, I think. Yeah, I right? think so. I had yeah. shot Twilight. Yeah. And then you really want to hop on a bandwagon, I guess. Right. But you weren't, you didn't sign on to the show. You kind of just I don't like appeared. TV. Right. I don't like TV that, as much. You know, right. We contractually obligated. <coughs> obligated to it. I mean, right. Generation Kill and the comeback, you know, miniseries and especially working for HBO. Yeah. CW is amazing. I just, uh, I've never really done so well on TV. Right. I, I don't know. I'm not pretty enough, I guess. No, but you get locked in too. You're right for years. Yeah, the lock in part. Yeah. yeah. But being locked in in Manhattan Beach would be fun <laughs> right. by me. It looks like they had fun. Yeah. yeah. I would say the, the project that's mentioned the most on this podcast is probably 90210, the new one. Because I think Riley Smith, Rob Mays, Ryan Rotman, Juliana Guill, Chris Zoka, Ariel Kemp. Everyone, everyone's on. Everybody. It's like yeah. a rite of passage. Um, okay, then comes Twilight. So Twilight, this, the way the first time I heard about Twilight was when you and Ashley Green went off to make this movie. And then when you guys came back, S- Summit didn't throw you guys a rap party. And so I remember they came oh, yeah. to me and Adam Franklin, and they were like, well, you guys throw a rap party. So we did, which is so funny looking back that Summit yeah. didn't realize what they had on their hands, that they didn't pay whatever the expense would be to just have a wrap party. So we threw it for you guys. Yeah. And we like coordinated with Catherine Hardwick and her assistant. And we put on this party. And I remember asking the Gerber group for a hotel room at the Sofitel. And I was like, can we get hotel rooms for the whole cast? And they're like, we'll give you one. I mean, so we gave it to you. But like six months later, they would have given it to Robert Pattinson yeah. and Kristen Stewart yeah. and Taylor Lautner. But they had no idea who these people were, yeah, no which is incredible. Did. But yeah. I think it's just incredible to see how quickly it all changed and how fast. I mean, it went from no wrap party in May 2008 to six months later, we were at the premiere in Westwood, and there was like a receiving line <laughs> to meet people. There was like a two-hour yeah. line to meet every yeah. to meet the cast at yeah. the party. It was pretty incredible. I think that's something that people should realize is how quickly it changes out here, and how you can go from you know auditioning and running around to all of a sudden you're in this gigantic. Yeah, you really see movie. people's true colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I, yeah, I would like to think that most people that we know have pretty much stayed the same, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then other people who just come in and out, oh, or, right. you know, who you haven't spoken with are <laughs> right. now your best friends. And, right. You know, it's, a, it's always... It's fun to still be friends with the people from before. Yeah. There's something yeah. about that that's very <laughs> pure and, you know, yeah. real. Um, and I also think there's a separation. It's like sometimes you're, you'll see a friend on a talk show and it's not the same person that you hang out with. Like they're doing their job and they're playing a little bit of a character, you know. Yeah. But then in real life, they're just a normal person like everybody else. Um, so talk about that character, Emmett Cullen. You mentioned him before. How did you get that role? How'd that happen? Um, well, I'd finished Generation Kill and my uh, agent, Ryan Daly, um, he would send me scripts, but I was so lackadaisical with putting my, we had dial up over there, like just to stream an audition. Right. And I'm a fan of being there in person to audition. Okay. I love the quality time, yeah. chatting, catching up a little bit, and then yeah. also taking their notes. And for me, he sent the script. I read it. I did not understand what all the hype was that right. he had for it. Um, 
sparkling vampires. Right. Uh, I, I, I hadn't heard of it until the movie came out. I mean, the book series, I had yeah, heard they, like people mention I. it, yeah. but not. And all the studios passed. Someone got it. Right, um, right. And then I came back home after being gone for seven months. All I wanted to do <laughs> was be reunited with my family and my dogs. <laughs> right. So they were in Arizona. So I came to L.A., you know, was going to wait a day. Um, and then because you had to fly into there and then fly to Arizona. Right. And uh, Ryan wanted me to audition for Edward. And I was like, Ryan, no, <laughs> I need a break. I need to like refill me. Like, yeah. I need, I need Kellen time. And Edward um, was the Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. The and he's like, trust me, this is huge. It's going to be huge. I'm like, I know I, I, I trust you. I'm he not, was right. I'm, you gotta I'm, give not, him, I'm not, gotta not give trusting you, but yeah. I don't want to do it. I, I need a break. Like, right. I'm in no rush to work again. You go to Africa for seven months. Right. You tell me. You right. know, you just sit you just sit here in LA and again, like double edged sword, I had the best time over there. Yeah. But I really needed family time. I'd never done a trip like that. And uh so I, I kept on passing and I booked my ticket to go to Arizona the next day. He calls me in the morning. He's like, Fine. If you won't do Edward because you don't think you're him and I'm like, no, I'm not him. I don't. I wouldn't even want to act like that for five movies. Like, okay, train me. Like I'm someone who really needs to. Like I connect with my characters. Right. That's why I play a lot of protagonists versus antagonists. Right. Um, I like being the hero and, and the good guy. Yeah. Um, and Rob is, but the character's a bit moody. <laughs> um, and for me, so I passed on that. And then Ryan said, "What about Emmett?" And I had read the script like three times. And Emmett, I, I had no idea who he was. I <laughs> right, must have like, just glanced over. Right. So I'm like, who's Emmett? He's like, he's the brother. He has like four lines in there. I'm like, all right, well, I'll check it out. <laughs> and so the description was me. I looked like a juggernaut. I was 215, you know, six one, coming back from Africa. That's all we did was work out. Right. And, you know, I have, um, and I'm like, fine. I read the lines. It's like, hey, <laughs> her name is Bella. You know, stuff like that. Like, right. You know, it's like, I, I can be off book for this. Right. This is nothing. Um, so then I go, I go, I'm like, look, my flight's at three. If they can get me in at by noon, I will do it. And so he's like, all right, call them in. I go in there. You know, I'm all cut up still, just like scratches from just being in Africa. Like we got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And, um, you know, I walk in there and I, I see guys doing push. And I've been out of the game for seven months. Yeah, I don't know who's auditioning. And right. I'm like. I felt really big. I remember that day because kids are doing push-ups. <laughs> they know the physicality of the Emmett role. He's the big brother. Right. Um, you know, his strength is his strength. <clears throat> and so I just remember seeing guys doing push-ups. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're probably used to seeing the same faces all the time when you go to auditions, right? Well, it's just, you don't realize how, like, you know, I'm not I'm not a big guy. I mean, Chris Hemsworth was a big guy. Um, but I'm I'm little more than average for actors out here, and there's some small guys who look bigger on screen. Right. So like I go Cruise. in there, I go in there, and I do my four lines, and you know I'm like, all right, cool, thanks guys. And they're like, whoa, whoa wait, wait, you know, tell us about yourself. And I'm like, uh, I got a flight. Hey, um, just got back from Africa, missed my family, you know. So they, I I just really didn't think I'd get it. I was right. doing this for Ryan. Um, I think they really liked it. It's one of those things where, like, when you don't care. Again. Again, yeah. be respectful. Uh, I I always am respectful now. I think back yeah. then I was still learning to. Uh, but you didn't put any pressure on yourself. So yeah, I didn't put any pressure. I just really didn't care. So then I'm, I'm starting to head to the airport. I get a call. Ryan calls me says, they loved what you did. <laughs> 
Catherine Hardwick wants you to fly to Oregon right now oh uh, to audition God. in front of her. I'm like, well, dude, I'm, I'm... I just got up. <laughs> well, I'm at the airport. If you can get me a ticket, I will oh, yeah. do it. So I'm pretty much there. I fly up. I have all my Arizona clothes, not Portland, Oregon clothes. <laughs> like my, like, it's hot here in Arizona. Right. So I fly up there. I meet with uh, Catherine the next day, who I fell in love with. Yeah. Did you, she were you is, familiar with her? No, she did no. 13 with yeah. Nikki Reed and, and no, Evan I, Rachel Wood. I didn't really watch too many movies. Yeah. Um, but I met her and I was just like, man, her aura is amazing. Her energy. So um, really just loved her. I auditioned. She, you know, had me do some funny things like jump around the room and uh, you know, like cat-like reflexes. That's what she was going for. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I love you. You know, you're, you're, you're my Emmett. You're my perfect Emmett. And I'm like, oh, awesome. All right. So, uh. So um, I head back home, and then, you know, when do I got to be back? She's like, no, you're here. Oh Go to gosh. baseball camp. So <laughs> she, uh, I had nothing. I mean, I was, like, in board shorts. It's freezing. That's I have, like, so my funny. flip-flops, uh, my sandals, and, I'm, I like, baseball practice. And I see Ashley. Ashley was a huge advocate with me getting the role, I think. Yeah, Ashley um, Green. Ashley Green had been yeah. really best friends with her since day one. We were at the same agency. And I remember she told me the story of Catherine holding up two headshots, and uh, you know, one one I was one of them. And she asked, "Does anyone know anything about these people?" And Ashley chimed in, saying, "Kellen is the coolest, sweetest man you'll ever work with. Wow! And, you know, you'll have such a great time having him." And That's Catherine's so nice. like, "All right, that was easy." Um, so then I got it, and boom, life's changed. That's a great story. Yeah. And Ashley was actually—I knew Ashley. She was the hostess at the Belmont until two weeks yeah. before it. She gave her two weeks' notice and left to make Twilight and never looked back. Yeah, wow, it's incredible. That's so cool. And so then all of a sudden you're at this premiere, and people are screaming your names and asking for autographs. I mean, that was really fun for me as a friend of you guys to watch that all happen. I remember that night so clearly, the premiere, and then we went to. Um, uh, Bardot after it was called. Was remember? It? Yeah, yeah I remember pictures. Bardot. I remember there were these big group pictures, and it was kind of like the last time everyone could just not be anonymous. But you know, yeah. after that, your lives changed. Good old uh, anonymous days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes, um, but that's when like the blogs started and sort of yeah. the fitness covers, and all of a sudden you jog or work out, and they would take your picture. Yeah, and which led to the Calvin Klein campaign, which was pretty cool. Um, so Twilight opened yeah, those doors. That was I would a say. huge. Um, yeah, that, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, because it's like I started, Mark Wahlberg. Well, yeah, even before that. It was I, iconic. But. Yeah, for me, just growing up in the Midwest, you know, Calvin was the icon brand to wear. Yeah. You know, it was a, I, I don't care about status, but it was just one of those things where once I started modeling at the age of 14, that would be the the summit for, for anything that I could ever dream of, right. working for Calvin. The peak. And, and having that, you know, being on the same statue or stature as... Mark Wahlberg, yeah, um, and all the others. I mean, it was just a, another dream come true, and yeah. I had such a great time, and you know, it really meant a lot for me. Yeah, that's when I knew that you were you had crossed over into pop culture, <laughs> driving down Sunset Boulevard by Chateau Marmont, huge yep. billboard. Yep. That's how you know you've made it. Um, and so you filmed tw- Twilight. You said in Oregon, or was it Vancouver? Or we where did we you shot shoot? in Portland, Oregon, the first one, and then uh, Little in Seattle, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, Vancouver, Squamish. And Baton Rouge. 
Oh, right. I remember texting with you sometimes in Louisiana and it wasn't as fun. I think you were kind of bored, right? Um, There's less to do there than... Well, when I shot Arena, which is one of my most favorite projects I've done, I just love fighting and that sort of stuff. If you haven't checked out, check it out. Yeah. But um, Arena's uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, when I was there by myself, it wasn't crazy at all. But when you had the Twilight cast, (laughs) you know, they put us up in a city center mall, an outdoor mall. (laughs) So you leave, there's people filming you at CPK, filming you shopping, filming you at the movie theater you you just end up you dealing with it or you stay indoors okay i thought you were in a more quiet part maybe it was during arena oh no ashley was a smart one she's the one who got a house like down the way far away yeah but the gym was right there and for me and my character and not really having to do much in those movies yeah i like going to the gym yeah well so arena you mentioned uh that's a samuel jackson movie yeah. you started with him and uh johnny messner was in that movie yeah yeah and he talk, Winters, he, yeah, yeah he, johnny talked about it here on the podcast and he said the nicest things about you i'll send, uh, I'll send it to you but cool. um that was cool that was another lead for you right yeah that one i loved i loved the movie was really uh really smart and i love you know twists and turns and fighting and yeah for me i just love learning new mixed martial arts i work with 87 11 stunt guys down in marine del rey um as much as i can I haven't had much time lately but you know, I'm an athlete, and I've never been so schooled with, you know, you learn, like, judo or jujitsu, yeah, Muay Thai, and, uh, you know, even the basics. It's so frustrating because you really have to just reconfigure the wires in your head of right. what to do and using someone's momentum versus using your strength. And um, so with working on all these action movies, you know, Rena, I learned a lot of fighting technique. Um, you know, Hercules, horse riding, sword play, right. uh, expendables, a lot of gun jargon, and uh, I'm, I'm a motorcycle rider in that. Right. So that I think really that's fun. something people, yeah, should understand, too, is you're really learning it. You're not just getting yeah. fed lines and then reading yeah. one. You're actually taking in what's happening. Some stuff you can't do, like in our movie, there's this extremely badass stunt. In Hercules? No, in, uh, in Expendables oh, 3 expendables on the motorcycle. So I did everything... Um, except for that bad boy, which you know, hats off to Frog, my my stunt double. <laughs> stunt double. Uh, he's a. Um, but you did your own stunts in Hercules, right? Is that true? Uh, yeah, That's yeah, ninety nine percent of them. Uh, my stunt big. double Donko is such a gent. He'd always like hook me up and show me what I need to do and how to hit and what leg to lift off of and to swing this arm and do this. And uh, does production get nervous about letting you do your own? Um. Uh, you know, like I think they love that insurance reason. I don't think they. Really, I mean, we're in Bulgaria, buddy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. we got away with a lot of stuff. But I think that's what they were looking for. They needed an actor who was physical, um, right? You know, due to time and money, right. and I, I'm just—it's a good family with them because I love love having my face there, knowing that I went through that. Yeah, I agree. I want to mention another movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, produced yeah. by a friend of mine, John Ricard, 2010. Yeah. You got to be like the Drew Barrymore in Scream, not to ruin it for people who <laughs> haven't seen it, but you got to pop in and be who people thought were the star of the movie, and you get killed in the yeah. first scene. How did that feel? That's kind of iconic to be That's part a bummer. of bummer, I know. Really? Uh, no, but I think it's flattering to kind of be that uh, I know. I mean, for me, that was, like I said, I like bad horror movies. Right. Um, those were the good ones, and I would always stay up with my father, and I'd fake that I was asleep on the couch, and I'd open up my hand in front of my face just to peek through. <laughs> and watch Nightmare And I loved Chucky. I loved Freddy and Jason and, you know, Michael. All those guys. 
Like nothing scared me. I just found them very comical <laughs> right. and cool. And I would always, I love scaring people now. Like Ashley on the set of Twilight, every single day I'd get her. <laughs> That's every funny. single day. It's fun to do that. Yeah. It's fun to be the prankster more than the one who gets yeah, pranked. You know. <laughs> um, but Nightmare on Elm Street, I feel like it's another kind of, you know, kid growing up, loving that stuff. You get to be in it. You just suddenly turn around. You're like, wait, I'm in this. I'm part of this. It's kind of a, yeah. you break through the wall, basically. Yeah, it meant a lot to me, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, you know, actually, the original houses that they used for Nightmare on Elm Street are over here in L.A., and I, f- I found that out, and I drove by. Cause Where my, are they at, in the valley? Uh, no, in Hollywood, like Genesee and Sunset. Ah. It's crazy, because I lived on Sierra Bonita. was my first apartment out here. And I heard about it, and I drove by, and I'm like, I can't believe I live so close to the houses from that movie. It's something spooky about it, but <laughs> you could just drive right by. And then um, you mentioned Love, Wedding, Marriage. That was uh, a romantic comedy, like you said, Mandy Moore, yeah. Gene Seymour, James Brolin, Jessica Zor. Was that fun for you to get to play a real person versus a vampire or a god? Yeah, I loved just... it. You know, working with Mandy Moore. Um, you didn't have to do it, action. It was a dream. She's the the queen of those she's really fun yeah uh beautiful woman and really just cool to work with jane seymour and uh you know the the whole cast and uh dermot was amazing to work with he's the king of it so he directed it right yeah i I knew it was was, uh, in good hands so yeah just a blessing yeah i think it's cool too like i said to mix it up play just a regular leading man you know you didn't have to do stunts you could just be yourself i feel like (laughs) some stunts but it was fun you know it's and it's different. You learn. Like, I'd rather learn through experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like people. I, I, again, I don't judge. Sorry, let me take that back. But for people who just comment on something without trying it, it's like, if you don't. Yeah. How do you know you don't like snowboarding unless you try it? You know, how right. do you know you don't like doing this unless you try it? Um, some stuff you can know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I used to have that saying. Um, uh, I would, uh, Now I'm forgetting it. Um, for what? I'm always down to try everything once until someone brought up some vulgar comments. I'm like, all right, <laughs> right. let me retract that. Right. <laughs> that, that can give me some trouble there. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, but then, uh, so after Love, Wedding, Marriage, you did Immortals, yeah. where you played Poseidon. So that these have to be compliments when they're like, who should play Poseidon? Kellen Lutz. Yeah, especially, yeah, Poseidon. You know, I, the god of witness. I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. It was really funny. And you know, for me, I'm a Pisces. And I've always loved Neptune and Poseidon. And I, I'm a fish in the water. I really do. I'd love to do like an Aquaman sometime if yeah, I ever do that. That'd be perfect. And uh and yeah, it's uh But that's kinda cool to be thought of for as a Greek god. You know, we need a god. Yeah, I never I never really think about that. Really? I don't I, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, you're a god and I'm just like I'm a superhero. Right. You know, it's it's more cool for that. Yeah. You know, wear these cool attire. I still have yet to do like a suit where you know, like Spider Man, you're an actor for half of it, then the computer takes over. Right. Which, which is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And you also get to play in Spider-Man. You get to be the Peter Parker and the Spider-Man. So you get to be like the yeah. real guy and the humble guy. And then you yeah. turn into this yeah. superhero. Um, in that movie with you was Henry Cavill, who went yeah. on to be Superman. Yeah. And Mickey Rourke. And yeah. Steven Dorff and Frida Pinto. I love her. The great cast. That yeah. movie did really Amazing well. Amazing cast. Yeah. You know, working with Relativity, that's where it really just opened my eyes to uh, working out right and um, feeding your body properly. Yeah. We had a nutritionist on set. Um, we had personal trainers they just wind and dine us <laughs> yeah. and that's why henry looks so good in that movie and uh you know it really just opened up my eyes to you know eating right for your body and oh, how to train cool. properly and you and mickey Rourke ended up making another movie together yeah java, java he java awesome he. dude to work with really cool you know he's uh he's had a crazy life yeah um, definitely. but i had such a great time working with him really he's a really talented great. actor very talented yeah and so finally in 2011 and 2012 they released breaking dawn one and two 
and you you filmed it as one big epic, but they released it in two parts, right? Yeah. And so what was that like for you? Because each of the Twilights, I should mention, I think each one made about 300 million U.S. Really? And like that 700 much? million worldwide. Yeah. And so Man, now there I, were five whew. of them. Yeah. I wish I was a producer. I had some <laughs> back end. I know. <laughs> right. But uh, so how did it feel like when the fourth and fifth finally came out? Sad. Yeah. Sad. The end of an era. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's closing of a chapter. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's really special. It was really, really special. And uh, what was the final scene? Was the wedding? Did they save that for the end? Nope, nope, nope. Final scene was my scene of some stunt on second unit. <laughs> Everyone else had left, and of course, I'm the one stuck there seven months later. <laughs> no, but the final yeah. scene where everyone was in together, I think, was the wedding. Right? I heard that somewhere, or where you all got to see each other for the last time. No, I, no. The wedding was earlier because Rob and Kristen had to take off. Oh, okay. Um, I think. I think it was one of the battles, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so then 2012, you got to play yourself on 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did yeah. that happen? I was watching it, and then you pop up. Did Tina Fey write that for you? Or um, you we saw it. We saw it. Someone commented. We reached out to the show. I'm a huge fan of Tina Fey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the show. And uh, it kind of just, you know, got some heads together and came up with the idea. Yeah. So that was cool. You got to yeah. play yourself. Yeah. And on a pop culture. Well, yeah, somewhat of myself. Well, I was, <laughs> you played Kellen Lutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For whatever. With a little, little comedic twist in there. I'm right, not right. into marshmallows like that. Right. <laughs> That's funny, though, that you got to do that. Um, before the show went off, it was like perfect timing, too. And so then, so now Hercules is where we're at now. And that um, there's another Hercules coming out mm. in a few months. I know you get asked about that a lot. And that was Brett Ratner, who I used to work with, was the director of that. So he... Uh, so how do you feel about there being a second Hercules? Uh, I love it. You know, for right? me, I, I, again, bring the competition on. I, I'm competitive, but in a friendly nature. Right. Um, I love mythology. Right. So, you know, the more Hercules movies, I'm obsessed with them. Um, you know, The Rock is going to do an amazing job. Well, yours is the it. origin and his is the wars, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's older, more, yeah, the Thracian Wars. And, yeah. you know, he's going to kick ass with that one. And, you know, it's just really cool to... Uh, add him to the list of Hercules. Yeah. You know, so it's a... Uh, You're on the right track if there's more than one movie coming out on that <laughs> yeah, topic. Yeah, And so then also this year, Expendables 3, you mentioned, yep. with Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Jason Statham. Huge. Yep. Ronda Rousey. Um, That's going to be huge. Powell, Victor Ortiz. Yeah, Glenn The trailer's Powell. online and... Uh, That's going to be know, big. Another dream job. Yeah. And Tarzan, when does that come out? February. February 22nd, Oh, already? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you could promote that too. It's a busy year of promotion. Yeah. You're the voice of Tarzan. <laughs> it's a CGI movie. Yeah. And then lastly, before you go, I wanted to mention two things. Your clothing line is Abbott of Maine. Yep. You got into fashion. Yeah. So that's based off of, I love fashion. Um, I've always just been into it for whatever reason, still in my older brother's clothes, <laughs> that came off of really wanting to capture the essence of Venice Beach, California, where I'd moved to about five years ago. And, yeah. You know, partnering up with my amazing partner, Danny Gez, who right. worked with Justin Timberlake on William Rast. We collaborated and came up with, you know, a, a brand for Venice. You know, James Pier- uh, Pierce is, uh, he, he's Malibu. Mm-hmm. So we're, we, I, I just fell in love with the essence of, of Venice and yeah. that's what we're doing and, I'm so happy with being in, you know, you can buy it at Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's. It's and, cool. Yeah, you know, it's just been Abbott, received and quite well. Abbott and Maine is an intersection in Venice. Yep, right? yep. That's and what so, our symbol is. Yeah. And so it's cool. You got the fashion going on. And then also charity, your charity Saving Innocence. Yeah, that's here in LA. So that deals with uh, rescuing sex trafficked little boys and girls off the streets yeah. here in our own backyard. And I'd worked with 
uh, Somali mom in, in Cambodia. And, you know, for me, when Kim Biddle brought this organization up to me um, and educated me that these these beats are going on in our own backyard, you know, at LAX or Sepulveda or Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I went to these Neither two, you guys had these two gala events yeah, last two years, yeah. and I went to those, and I thought sex trafficking was a foreign thing. And I walked into this event, and I learned that it is a local thing and you had people come up and speak you hosted it and people came up and spoke and told their stories about what's happening locally and it's mind-blowing and yeah. eye-opening and it's, it's it's important that you got involved because you really brought a lot of attention to it and all it takes is just you know let's not be numb to the world let's right. just really be aware of our surroundings and see if someone needs help even if they say no really just look them in the eyes the eyes speak so much that the mouth hides and if you can really just connect with them Take a couple seconds and really just see into their soul um, because there's a lot of hurt out there that people hide. And it's just really important to be humane, be yeah. a human and not and not think for yourself. You know, if there's a homeless person out there, we all have a story. We all have a journey and no one's better than anyone. We're all equals and it's all about love. So let's just show that. Let's love our neighbor as ourselves and, and just be kind. I agree. And so last but not least, the last thing we do is called the mystery question Mm -hmm. where the guest from my last podcast leaves a question for the guest on my next podcast. They don't know who it's going to be. So open that up and we'll see what that is. The guest on my last podcast was Shane Bitney Crone, who produced and starred in an award-winning documentary called Bridegroom. And he left a question for you. If you're stranded on an island (laughs) and you can only have one item, what would it be? Uh, My Bible. Really? Yep. And I feel like knowing you, you'd find ways to make everything on the island useful. Oh, my Bible is like MacGyver to the right. degree. You know, right. I just have you know, my little fire there, my little flashlight. You'd find a way to work yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that thing is life. So for me, it's my life. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. I like that. And so now I'm going to give you a card and an envelope to leave a question for whoever the next guest will be. And that is a wrap on episode 33. Thanks for having me, guys. We finally did it. Thank you so much, Kellen, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.